Can't get enough, Mummy Dearest? Double your content by subscribing to our Patreon. Subscriptions as low as $1 a month, because Zach and I are two cheap little hussies and we'll take what we can get. Now, on to the show! Welcome to the Mummy Dearest Podcast, a podcast where we used to talk about the mummy, but now we talk about other movies too. Welcome back, everybody, to the Mummy Dearest Podcast, where we unwrap pop culture from the 90s, 2000s, and today. I'm Zach Mellon. I'm Sloan Steele. And you're listening to Delilah. You're listening to... I want to make like a con, like a, what would, what kind of, what kind of station would they play on the con air flight? You were listening to con air where con air with your blazing hip hop and R and B hits from the nineties, two thousands and today. (laughs) I feel like it would be like jailhouse rock. It would be all the songs about jail. How many songs about jail are I there? can only think of Jailhouse Rock and then Lil' Kim's How Many Lives, where she says beaten. Oh, no. She says um, something about guys beating their dicks mm. in prison. Sure, sure, sure. So anyway, this week we're doing Con Air. Con Air. Con Final Air. Doing... call for boarding flight. Now boarding Con Air. Now boarding rows one through. I can't make any jokes tonight. I don't know what's going on with me. <laughs> Can't it's do like the, it's like when you have to do like names. It's I can't think <laughs> of numbers or names. Uh yeah, I can't think of any con air puns. So this is gonna be a pretty straightforward episode. episode. <laughs> I can't speak, you guys. I am I have been dragged by my pigtails through the muck and the mire. So and I are a little <laughs> we're like a little mentally inept tonight, and we also haven't recorded in like six months. We <laughs> I don't even remember what Zach looked like. Zach no, was like surprised was when he saw me. I was. I was like, Sloan, you look beautiful. I, I don't, you guys. I do not look beautiful at all. It's very <laughs> sweet of him. I'm just wearing a black shirt. I kind of look like a hairstylist. I think it's because the, somebody the washes black shirt, the like you can't like tell what it, because it's black. It's so dark. You can't like tell what it's made of. So like, it looks like you could almost be wearing a silk blouse. It does look like I'm wearing like a silk robe. It's like a linen. Um, It's very crispy and crunchy, but it's also Ooh. from ASOS. So it was like $7. And it was from it was from a shipping container that no, it smells the Pacific. like gasoline. Yeah. No matter how many times I wash it, it smells like gasoline and frying oil. So I don't really know how to get rid of it that cross smell. Pacific for you. It did. Anyway, so um, back to okay. Con Air. So we're doing Con Air. It was released on June 6, nineteen ninety seven, which is like a wonderful summer blockbuster hit, or what they thought it was going to be. Um, the did this director- not do well? No, it did do really well. I'll oh, you made that. it. Yeah, you made it sound like when you said what they thought it would be, like it didn't turn out well, to be that. No, I just mean like if it were released like today, I'm not sure. Again, I'm I'm not really following, but I'll. Anyway, we're going to recast this, though, because like this was like such a fun recast for me. I don't know how I'm just going to recast it with all the same people. 
Okay. All right. So it was directed by Simon West, who did Tomb Raider, like both Tomb Raider movies with Angelina Jolie and the movie The General's Daughter. What the hell movie is that? Is that with, with like Bruce Willis? No, it's with um it's with uh oh my god. <laughs> is that a real have you seen this movie? No Harrison uh, Ford. John Travolta. I've never heard of this movie in my life. I it's it was on TNT a lot when we were kids. I have no recollection of that film. Okay, you'll have to IMDB it. The budget that- was 75 million, which is crazy because I feel like 10 million per actor. Yeah. And then um the worldwide gross was 224 million. Okay, that's good. So no, this did well. Um they knew what they were doing. Nick Cage was 33 years old, so he was younger than us, which <laughs> is <laughs> I know. That's an I'm old. So sorry, I'm that's an old, old thirty-three. There's no Isaac. I think you need to go back to the to accounting. <laughs> Head back to our accountant. Our, our accountant. What year was this? Hey Siri, how that's old was sorry. Nicolas Cage in 1997? Nicolas Cage was 33 years old. Why is your Siri Irish? He's an Irish man because I'm 61 percent Irish. Okay. Anyway, that was that really surprising. 33? In his defense, he like doesn't age though. Like he just always has no, but he's been 46. like 50. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Okay. Are you about to tell me John Malkovich was like 19? Okay. John Cusack was 31. That's not okay. <laughs> John Malkovich was 44. Which is like still old. Like, I mean, still young for him, like what I thought he was. Ving Ramis. Oh my was God. 38. That's like Paul's age. That's what I'm saying. I know. Okay. Ving Ramis was 38 years old. Okay. This is the second time you've had to say that actor's name. That is not Ving how Rames? Yes. That's what I, okay. But I said Rames last time and you said that's not how you say it. No. You said Ramis again. Ram- Ving Rame. Yeah, we did this whole bit because I was like, Zach, that's not how you pronounce that name. And you were like, Okay, what? fine. Dave Chappelle was 24. Okay. Months old. Your he was a baby. Your your like biggest Hollywood crush ever, Steve Buscemi, was 30. <laughs> 30. No, he was at 30. <laughs> 30. And this then is shocking. The person that we that I the person whose age I say most we he's in every single movie we watch, but he's never a character in any of the movies that we watch at the same time. Danny Trejo was fifty three. Was he fifty three when he's still fifty three? That's what I'm saying. This movie, I know this movie is like what? not normal. With like, I don't age. understand. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, Wait, how old was Bing Rams again? Thirty eight. He's like our age-ish. But he, he also like never 70. aged. That's what I'm saying. He like, these people never aged, but they also just always looked between 50 and 70. I'm just <laughs> never going to know how anybody in their 30s is supposed to look. That's just how it's going to be. That's how it's going to be. It's either you're young or you're old in your 30s. It's like your 30s doesn't really exist in any time. It's like 30s is such a nothing age. You're either 20 or 40. 30s no, but that's no, it doesn't count. But I also thought that this that's why I'm going to wait to recast the movie. I don't want to get into it yet. Okay. I think we need to be more in like the headspace. But what I do want to talk about is patriotic trumpets. Okay, let's get into it. Because right when this movie opens, we get patriotic trumpets. We 
are thrust into this movie like full steam ahead full steam ahead and it's like it's jarring patriotic. it's like you love america you are a patriot yeah how do i But like, why wasn't it Leanne Rhimes? I think it was Trisha Yearwood. Oh, was it? Yeah, I think this is like that the Mandela effect, where the or the Nelson Mandela effect, where mm-hmm. you think something, but it's not right. It's like we think that's Leanne Rhimes, but it's actually she has a version of it though. Leanne. Yeah, I think it's Trisha Yearwood. Yearwood. Maybe she remade it. Yearwood. Yeah, Maybe I don't know. Remade it. I guess she must have because I also remember I'm being Leanne, boy. but it's not Leanne in the beginning of this movie. But no, I was upset, but I do like that we heard the song twice. No, of course. I love a callback. Now, let's we have to tell people the plot of this movie You're right. um, and if this could ever happen, any of any of it, but mainly sure. the first part of it. So do you want to do the recap? Sure. So the plot of this movie, so um, Nicolas Cage plays a imprisoned man who is imprisoned for self-defense reasons. And he's put on a plane. Uh, he's put on a plane that, um, that. Uh, it's for convicts, convicts yeah, traveling it, between different prisons, moving prisoners. Convicts. And um, so he's on a plane with a bunch of convicts. They take the plane. They, mm-hmm. they, hijack the plane that's kind of it um they yeah. hijack the plane and and you know he's the good guy but he's the bad guy is he the good guy or is he the bad guy well i think and it's like, pretty clear he's always the good guy i mean he he's goes- always the good guy to us but like they don't it's like he but like the cops are like no he's a convict and then but the other like the good cop is like no he's our friend i think it's this is a movie at its core about prison reform more than anything I mean, listen, it's, I don't think that they would put, I don't think that this would ever happen in real life. Does it happen? I think that they travel on like, kind of like commercial flights prisoners. They don't think it's, they don't have a con air where it's like painted like a, there's like a sexy, you know, jailbird woman on on the side of it on a bomb. bomb. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think. And I don't even remember if they have that in the film, Conair, but it feels it's like that vibe. It's like B fifty two bomber kind of thing. Yeah, and they're all. It's like a freight plane that they're yeah. in. It's like, and you know, people in the in these kind of movies are always standing when the plane is midair and the the cargo bay is down, and they're somehow yeah. standing there just fine. But then in other scenes, they're flying out of cargo bays, so it's like, can you stand or do you get sucked out? Make yeah, because sometimes they'll just kind of hang out while the cargo thing is yeah. open, but then other times it'll open abruptly and everything will get sucked out. Yeah, so I don't really under if like if it takes you by surprise, you fall. Maybe, but if you, maybe you know your it's sea legs, you got to get your your cargo yeah. legs ready, <laughs> and then you'll be you can just stand up. The so, amount of cargo planes and cargo bays and in our the nineties, <laughs> I. I thought I would see more in in my everyday life. I've never seen one in my life never. ever. With the amount of them in movies and especially in the Mummy Dearest podcast is like every every movie we do has a cargo plane. Like truly, there every movie I, I feel like I every nineties film had a cargo plane. It's like or a cargo scene at the very least, or a fight the, in cargo, or a mix up in cargo. And cargo if not a cargo plane, cargo pants for sure. 
I really think we need to do, you know, like the movie, the movie Fargo, we're going to make a movie called Cargo where we are investigating the amount of cargo things from the nineties. I can't say that word anymore. No, I'm having a hard time saying it again. I'm like free. I'm like freaking out. (laughs) Is it a word? I don't know. I'm like freaking out. That's going to be tomorrow's wordle probably. I would like to say, because this is going to come out way after today's Wordle, that I got today's Wordle in two. And when I tell you, I truly beautiful minded. It. It. I beautiful minded, Zach. I, I, I didn't guess. I saw it. Was- I saw it in the letters. That's like not even a normal word. I know it's not. It was the word was gecko. I went from cares to gecko and I got it. I, when I tell you, it was like a beautiful mind, like everything snapped into place and it was like gecko. And it was Wordle has, Wordle has shown me that no one on this earth, everyone on this earth has the same education level, no matter yeah. age, race, school you went to. Nobody, I am in a group chat with my closest friends and we'll always send each other the Wordle. And it doesn't matter. It's like some of us get it in six, some of us get it in two. It's like it's always different. It doesn't matter. It the, doesn't matter. Wordle has taught me the unpredictability of life. It truly has. It's t- it's taught me about. We've all come together too. Like I feel like Wordle has brought yeah. us together the way like nine eleven did. It has. It's like every day you show up. You show up for yourself and you show up for others. It's true. And you and you get to work and you're like, did you guys do the Wordle yet? And you turn your like, brain on. Right. It bonds oh, you. Oh no. Oh no. I just gotta. You see who that is? Yeah, I see. Now I'm gonna have to edit that. It's Zach's mom, and she just wrote, <laughs> "I, I wish that I had aborted you." You don't need to edit that. I feel like it's fine. Okay, just know it's somebody that Zach hates. I'm in love with boy. Okay, so let <clears> me <throat> tell you because that kind of glossed oh. over the most important part of the plot of Connor is that the movie begins with. Uh, army ranger Nicolas Cage coming home from being an army ranger on a tugboat and docking in port. And then he is, uh, he greets his pregnant, but somehow doesn't look that pregnant at all. Fiance in a bar or wife, I guess. And these guys start like heckling her and being like, that guy's a dork. You should, well, fuck, this you should fuck me. Well, this is why I do the recaps and Sloan doesn't because it's, because this isn't the recap. This is no. just you going word by word of what the scene was. Okay. Okay. But I'm trying to get to the, the point is Nicholas Cage then kills this guy. He is defending himself and his wife, but because he has been trained as a deadly weapon because he's an army ranger, he kills this guy. No. And then the the judge is like, I'm going to throw the book at this one and locks him in jail for like, what, seven years or some shit. This would never happen. Like that would never, like that is the worst judge in the history of judge. Like that would Well, I also like do want to talk about like the bar scene because like he's dancing with his fiance or whatever. And it's just like this very like simple, like normal time. And these guys like look over and they're like, mm, yeah, I'm going to fuck her. And then he's it's like, really weird. Fuck you, you have a, Oh, you, your wife likes you. Well, fuck you. Yeah. It and was like, like, he didn't like, he didn't say anything. Like he was just like, I'm just trying to dance with my wife. If you don't mind. His, his accent is literally Sloan pretending to be her son. <laughs> 
I think Rex took a lot of his accent from Nicolas Cage's Cameron Poe. When you when you do Rex's accent, I when I heard him speaking, I was like, <laughs> "That's Sloan." <laughs> like, Slo- Rex, Rex, Rex via Sloan is in the room. It's literally the same accent. Oh my god, it really is. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, God, it's really. But anyway, the judge, yeah, the judge like locks him up, and then he befriends Bubba Bubba Gump. Right. Bef- yeah. Oh, like I forgot. I prison. forgot you haven't seen Forrest Gump. I haven't, but I like know who that is. Okay. Well, anyway, that was Bubba Gump. Um, Bubba Blue. Dave Chappelle me. improvised all of his lines for, or most of his lines for this movie. It doesn't surprise me. His lines were I really know. good. Oh, no, wait a minute. Hold on. Oh, the Cusack suit is the, insane. The Cusack sandals. Did you get a load of those sandals, <gasps> baby? They're in what every the, scene. What the f- fuck was that outfit <laughs> he looked like katie lang at like a white party it was crazy if coachella was in the 90s like that's what katie lang would have worn a hundred and ten percent like it was stylish for a lesbian today like if kristen stewart mm-hmm. wore that for chanel today oh. we would be like gagged the but shoulder pads were like the cut was like a feminine beautiful woman's like beautiful woman suit the with first a beautiful sandal the first glance we get of it the wind is blowing it like at the airfield and it was like a it was like a cloak it was <laughs> It was like a multi, it was the multiverse of madness, like kind of cloaked, like it was, it's like a a, a music video, the way John Cusack walks around in that suit. I'm going to interject. I did see the actual movie, the multiverse of magic or whatever it's called. And like, I don't, it was stupid, but why did you see that? What are you like weird virgin? I've like seen like every Marvel movie and I wasn't going to see it, but my friend was like, do you want to go see it? And I was like, fine. But Rachel, I love going to the movies. I love going. You're like my mom. It's like like enough going to. I'll go to like any movie if you ask. But Zach, that's like so expensive. You like can't go to the movies this much. Like you can't. Do you know how? not here i ha- i'm like a member i have like a rewards like card and i literally get free movies like all the time the popcorn's always free also like if you pay 19 what? no if you pay 16 dollars a month at this movie theater you get to go for three movies a month that's crazy yeah no i know it's like they want you to go to the movie so they're like we'll make it as cheap as possible for you every time i go to the movies it's like at least 70 dollars like you also without... have to pay for two people yeah and like food and popcorn and, and drinks that's the thing like i go there's a target right next to our movie theater so i just go to target and i grab a cadbury bar and i buy a soda and that's it see i like I need to do that, but when Rex sees like displays of candy, even if we've just left a CVS no, to get with candy, a kid, like that's the thing. Like with a kid, I you need the whole experience. Yeah, you got to do it all. You got to. But do Rachel it all. McAdams is in that movie, and it just like she's just so fucking perfect. Yeah, she's got a perfect little face. I like need her in more movies. Anyway, okay, back to this. So I did saying. I tell you that? I saw this in movie theaters with my dad. My dad took me to see this in theaters when I was like eight years old. It was a dad's weekend and he was like, this is what I want to do. So I'm going to make Sloan see this. So I like went and sat there with my dad and watched this film. No, that's like, Raton. That that's is a, that's a puzzle piece for sure. 
Oh, you know what else is a puzzle piece? I was watching Eight Millimeter. You know that that Nick Cage movie. Yeah. I've been on Hulu now has me on like a Nick Cage journey, and I'm just <laughs> and I'm just along for the ride. I I'm I'm passive at this point, so I've been watching Eight Millimeter, and I watched that when I was in like sixth or seventh grade because I was like obsessed with Walking Phoenix after Gladiator. I should not have watched that movie. I was watching it today, and I'm like, oh my god. It's literally about like it. it's about Nicolas Cage and Joaquin Phoenix trying to track down a lost a missing girl who pops up in a in a snuff film. So it's about like the underbelly of LA pornography world and murder and kidnappings. No wonder no wonder if that that's not even a puzzle piece. That's the missing piece. No, that's like the whole puzzle. It like all locked in today and I was like it was I was like I feel disgusted. Like I can't believe this. A snuff film. Yeah. I suggest you watch it. <clears throat> anyway, Con Air. I think I we need to talk about something like more like more wholesome, like lighting someone on fire and then telling them that and then telling everyone that they spontaneously combusted. It's like I liked that. What like a gaslight is that? You're like, no, you spontaneously combusted. And they're like, no, you just lit me on fire. You're like, no, I didn't. I don't think I don't think I did. How I did how would was, I have done that? What was Dave Chappelle's name? Q-ball? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know any of their names. Okay. Well, I was gonna ask you what your favorite character's name is because there's like some really, really funny good ones. I I don't know why, but like none of their names stuck. I couldn't tell you any of their names. Not even Cameron Poe or Cyrus the Virus. No, like I don't know. What? You I don't Cyrus the Virus? It, this movie was just a movie. Like what do you mean it was just a movie? Like when I say like it's like it, all I was watching this like just for the movie. Do you know what I mean? Like I it was not connected to like who they were. Okay. There's just like a lot of really good character names, but it's fine. Like Billy Bedlam. Yeah, Billy Bedlam's an amazing name. And Baby Odell. I don't know who Baby Odell is. <laughs> and Sally Can't Dance. Sally Can't Dance is the gay one. Diamond Dog, Pinball. Diamond. Oh, Pinball. That's what. That's what. What's his face? Is Dave Chappelle yeah, is Pinball. pinball. <laughs> pinball. When he falls onto the car. <laughs> <laughs> that like mannequin I was. loved that scene though like that was like so good so the entire film Nick Cage is trying to send messages to John Cusack that he's gonna help cop. John Cusack's a cop or works for the DEA or FBI I couldn't tell there was there were there were two cops working together but they didn't want like some other department to know what was going on but then they also had to alert like all these different local law enforcement because spoiler alert, the plane lands on the Las Vegas strip, <laughs> which doesn't really make sense because if you've ever been to Vegas, the airport's like really close. <laughs> so like, like they no, landed no, further. <laughs> they actually landed like past where the airport would be. Where were they coming from? Um, I forget. I don't know. I don't remember what they said. It really John Malkovich in this movie. I think like the reason I've always been scared of him is because of this film because I saw it when I was so little. Did you ever see Being John Malkovich? I did. I didn't. I didn't. I did. But see I remember it. my mom like being really into it. I mean, you know, it's a Kathleen Keener movie. You know what you're gonna get. The N word in this movie. When did they say that? Like, what do you mean? When did they say? They said it like every five minutes. <laughs> they did? 
But they didn't say, they said, and they said N E G R O. Oh, like the white cop says it to Diamond Dog, right? They, I think the cop says it like a couple of times. And, and then, then they call each other that. And like, oh, yeah, they call Dave Chappelle a skinny. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Did a they? lot. It's like weird. It's just like weird because like it was the night, like it was the 90s. Was that okay? It was okay. Remember Quentin Tarantino? And then like the gay was like inmate was like a was just like a total like femme gay bottom. Like the oh, I thought you said the gay in me. <laughs> no, then the gay in me was just like this is hot. No. <laughs> I was like, you are a total femme bottom. The gay, the gay inmate was like this total like he was in like a crop top and like he found like a woman's dress which like i don't really understand the location of all the things that were happening like i couldn't really get my head around like them constantly landing this ginormous aircraft carrier anyone noticing it was before 9 11 though that's true i guess planes were just like allowed to kind of fly wherever they they wanted going anywhere they needed to go it just seemed like not possible they landed like in that like desert ghost town like what was that? That's like, there's like one, that's the other thing about nineties movies. There's always like things happening in like these nuclear waste villages. So that's what I mean. I think I wrote somewhere like, like, Oh, I wrote, well, what I thought was the final battle scene, but I still have 45 minutes left. Oh, Cause every wrote, scene was a final battle scene. <laughs> like it was, I wrote that scene where they're in like that, like weird, like, like plain graveyard, like ghost town. Yeah. I wrote like that's like so cinematic. It was like it was such a set. It was like the pyro was everywhere. I wrote something like, about that. I wrote um It was like such a set. Where did I write this? I said I said where did all the junkyards go? <laughs> where did all the junkyards um, and go? And then I wrote but... abandoned fields of cars or planes. Where are they? Why were there so many of them? They're in the Pacific Ocean. Okay. Is that why yeah. like our earth is burning because of all yeah. these junkyards from the nineties? Yeah. Okay. And yep. then the weird thing to me was at the end, after the end, the end fight that lasted an hour and a half, John Malkovich gets thrown off of the, they're on the fire truck. He's strapped the ladder. He gets thrown through like a glass window thing. Yeah. They're still on the Las Vegas strip, but then he falls onto a conveyor belt with a hydraulic press that's crushes his skull. And I was like, how did yeah. he, is there a junkyard right at the end of the Las Vegas strip that just goes directly? It's like, a, it's a, well, it's I was a like, street why that- and then a conveyor belt. Yeah, I was like, why is that so like unprotected? Like anybody could have died there. Like <laughs> you could like be like, walking down the street and just like trip and die. And just get compressed. That was like, I'm gonna tell you, that's like a big fear of mine. Getting compressed by accident? Like hydraulic presses. Just in gen- like I can't. I so you don't watch those videos? I get very uneasy. I don't like things being squished. Really? Like your boobs? Yeah, like my boobs. I don't like want to think about I I yeah, I don't want to think about my boobs popping in a hydraulic press. Do you get mammograms? I've had I've had one because I had a lump, but it was fine. It was just a big Oh yeah, pimple. you don't get mammograms until you're in your 50s? I don't know. Ho- I think I don't get mammograms until a Hollywood 38. Okay. So 52, 55? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um but I've okay. had one, it wasn't pleasant. No, I can't imagine so. No. Okay. Do you what's, want me to go to my? What's worse, a pap smear or a mammogram? Pap smear for sure. 
Okay. I always call it a pap schmear. <laughs> Because I don't mean to. Because you request cream cheese. <laughs> I I got a I got scallion. I got I got chive pap schmears <laughs> on an Paul, everything bagel. This is really this is really like vulgar. But like when Paul goes down on you, you ask him to put cream cheese on it. <laughs> <laughs> he so he eats cream cheese out of my vagina. <laughs> Can you imagine I like you open my nightstand expecting to find sex toys, but it's just a bunch of everything by the bagel. Philadelphia the bagel <laughs> That'd be so disgusting. Can you imagine like you're going down on a girl and it's like um, crunchy? Chive and onion. Oh, that is like an underrated. You get a lenders onion bagel and some onion chive cream cheese from Philly, baby. That's a snack. Listen, if you no would idea. get just like crackers with if you get crackers with the with Philadelphia like chive and onion, baby, that's a snack. Have you ever put done it with Cheez Its? I've never done it with Cheez Its, but that is making me salivate. <laughs> it's so good. I've got a crab dip and some club crackers downstairs, and I'm about you're to like, like we gotta, yeah, you're about to. We mind. have a meeting. We have a meeting. I have a meeting with them. That was a crab meeting. I'm so jealous of you. Oh my God. I'm going to put so much like lime and hot sauce on it and just go to town. <sighs> okay. What? No, I'm just thinking I'm jealous. Oh, I thought you were throwing up. No, no, no. I'm like really jealous. What are you looking okay. at? I thought I heard footsteps, but I didn't. Okay. Well, you probably did. It's just, um, okay. I have, in quotes, I have in quotes, die punk. You said that to me a few times, but I don't really know. Die punk? I didn't know what it was about. He says it in the movie, but I, I mean, I don't know when. But who says it to who? I don't know. I just wrote and I just quoted. It must have meant something to me in the moment, but. I had to take like longer notes than that because I don't know. Well, actually, I, I wrote base camp, so I don't know what that means. I loved the message on the body. I loved when Nick Cage yeah. was writing. So Nick Cage writes a message on Dave Chappelle's T-shirt and then he throws him out of the plane. Si- silent. And then just there. Did you hear anything? No, that just scared the shit out of me. Sloan's me dog just, like, just came into the camera like, like how unannounced. <laughs> No, he's too big, Sloan. You have to get rid of him. <laughs> he's not even done being huge. He's like, this is stupid. Bye. <laughs> Rex tried to punish me today because I didn't let him do something. And he goes, I'm not going to let you podcast for one week. You're like, thank you. <laughs> it's like, okay, work. <laughs> You're like, when does the yes, week start? Baby. Yes, baby. I was like, punish mommy. Give mommy a punish. You're like, but you, you're like, I still have to edit though. He's like, I you know. have to edit everyone's yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that would be doing mommy a punish. I love when he always says, I'm going to do a punish. Um, right. Okay. Why is that girl? Okay. So why is that girl? Is that girl real? The little girl in the, in the dirty, empty pool. Oh, it's like, or is she a, a figment of Harlan Green's imagination? Yeah, like, why would she be in the pool, in that, like, empty, dirty pool? Like, where are her parents? Well, I think Because he whole... does have the Barbie. He ends, like, at the end, he has the Ken. Yeah, I think she's real. She's just, like, a why trailer the... park baby. But that wasn't even a trailer park. Like, what... Where did it she was. Come there from? was. There were trailers in the background. So that was like a little, tra- a little neglected trailer park on the outskirts of um a failed landmine testing nuclear site. 
Okay. I mean, that makes sense because like those like predators do prey on like neglected children. So that makes sense. Yeah. So that was sort of like a off the side of the road. Um, what's that scary hills have eyes kind of what vibe. do you think he did? Do you think I he think he just her? played no, no, he didn't you're supposed to think he killed her because he has the doll, but then when the plane takes off, you see the little girl waving goodbye. That's right. That's right. So he's, he's got like the whole because he honestly was the smartest one. Hands. Yeah. Yeah. He was like everybody on that plane had very different reactions to being hijacked over and over again. Like the 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 taking off and landing they of kept the hijack back plane. in the plane too. It was like I couldn't understand why they kept. They got off because they were doing like a transfer of people, and that's right, when right, right. they took some guards off and they, they got more. They needed more convicts. It's just like how did they like make this thing happen? Like I don't understand the amount of planning mm-hmm. that took. I'm telling you, like it was our brains can't even compute pre 9-11. That's why it's like not possible. Yeah. I don't remember. Like you could just go and do whatever you wanted at an airport. You could meet people at guys. If whoever's listening to this, unless you're older than us, you would have no idea. But like you could greet people at the gate. You could go to the airport and you would be like, no, I'm not taking a flight. And they would just let you go to the gate and wait for people. uh, Did you even go through security before the gate? I don't even think, I don't even know. I don't, even remember. I don't even think that there was security. I'm not even joking. Like guys, TSA was not around. Like you just went to the airport. I like think if you, you like, walked through a metal detector and that was it. Like in theory, if you were like, man, I could really go for a Cinnabon. You could just go to an airport and just like get one without a ticket. You literally could greet people at the gate. Like my cousin, my cousin, um, picks up her niece from the airport like she flies her back and forth to their house like throughout the summer and she has to like get a special pass to be because she's a minor she has to like get a special pass to greet her at the gate and go through like full tsa that's so crazy i know wow why is your why is your cousin traveling so much by herself because she lived here and then for certain circumstances had to move to another state. Okay. Got it. So my cousin who is her aunt, like pays for her to come back to, to like hang out with her cousins. Whoa. Did you see the size of that paw that no, just I spotted wa- me? I didn't want to see that. Like, I don't, it's like two, it's, he's like a Muppet. It's a, <laughs> everyone, like a fraggle. I know everyone that sees him is like, is that real? I'm like, no. It's not. They all everybody calls him a muppet. I've tried. Are we getting him a haircut? Well, he's gonna get a summer cut. He's gonna be so ugly though. Have you shaved his pubes yet? Uh, I just like suck them dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you get the mildew off. Yeah, he has the crunchy cummies on there. Crunchy. That sounds like a really good cereal. It does kind of sound good. Crunchy cummies. (laughs) (laughs) You do great. You do well in prison. Ew. (laughs) Whoa. I am scared of him. Nobody believes me and I don't blame them for not believing me, but like, I do think I would make it through prison. I think you, I think you'd either die in a couple days yeah, or you'd be really well liked because like people like don't, I can't think of people who don't like me. There's one right here. And it's Elmer for sure hates you hates he knows that i'm like out to kill him look at him doesn't trust he like doesn't care either he's like go ahead try. and then he just bit you he's like biting my jeans 
Why? I don't even it's understand. It's like a why. goat. It's like I don't even I've understand never, like, it. Been to a petting zoo yes, where the goats just start biting you. Yes, it is like living with a goat. I just like walk by him and all of a sudden he's like eating he's, like, like my nibbling pant leg. your shin. Like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> like like stop. Um why? what I the funny thing is is like I didn't realize uh-uh. I wrote this Sloan, but I wrote who went to see this movie. Me. And it was you and your dad. <laughs> okay. So this weekend at my sister's wedding, I was telling a story about how my dad used to put me on the Amtrak. I think I was actually talking about how I watched Con Air when I was too young. And he was like, oh, it was a different time. And I was like, yeah, you know, you used to put me on the Amtrak with Paige when we were like way too little and send us from um, Boca to Miami, which is like an hour ride. And my stepmom was like, that is such bullshit. You, he did not send you on the Amtrak by yourself. And my dad said, yeah, yeah, I did send them on the Amtrak by themselves all the time. He would just put us on a train and like my mom would pick us up on the fucking train. You would go missing today, a hundred percent. Hundred percent. Like he would probably like flirt with some like, like girl employee and be like, keep an eye out on these two and like slip them like twenty bucks. Yeah. And like pray for sure probably not there. even pray for the best. Just like whatever happens, happens. That is so insane. Without cell phones too, like you wouldn't be. It wouldn't even be like a text me when you get there. No, my dad would just have to like hope he either like didn't hear from my mom or heard from my mom. <laughs> like. <I don't> <laughs> It's crazy so wild crazy i know like we're different think about Even, like, like thinking about me like my mom would just like let us ride bikes like around like the neighborhood for like in like literally until dark and like just hope we showed back up home like didn't know where we were hope they just come like, home yeah i hope i see him again maybe i won't can't imagine i can't imagine my black my black huffy with green with like neon green pads you know like it had like the foam of course it was like neon green like that was like the best bike i had a specialized (laughs) the team specialized (laughs) (laughs) those were the two options huffy or specialized or truck truck kids were like Uh, i don't know about truck kids i don't think so huffy was like you're definitely a huffy. You're such a huffy kid. It's like a, it's definitely like a New England, like, it's like a New England, like, rugby shirt vibe. Like, it's like, exactly. It's like yeah. very all American. It is. Yeah. I don't know what specialized is. I'm being just stripped of my clothing. I know. Tell him to go away. I'm going to try. I was just trying not to interrupt the flow of our podcast. You got to let go. Drop it. Drop it. Thank you. Thank you. Get the. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, Elmer. Why I why I yada. That is like why I yada. <laughs> I literally live in fear of this dog. I'm so scared of this dog. It's too. Big. Where are you going to put him? <laughs> he has a trainer coming back next week because I'm I he's 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 at his puppy adolescent phase which the trainer said like I'll see you again in six months and I was like okay yeah like six months on the dot I'm like this is not a dog I recognize like he's always been naughty but it's like he's trying to be rebellious he's I'm gonna put him on con air pretty soon is when, he's when Billy people, Bedlam okay when like, people show Billy up Bedlam. to your house does he flip out uh like barking like does he jump on them and like he started to jump which like okay, he yeah. you can't have a 55 pound dog jumping on you 
No, like it's literally dangerous. So he's having the trainer come back out and we're going to learn how to all get along nicely. Is it Caesar Milan? <laughs> this is the case for someone above Caesar Milan. I found Elmer chewing on Caesar Milan's how to raise the perfect puppy book today. And I really like, laughed. Fuck you. I really gave me a good giggle. All right. Um, okay. Are you ready for my recast? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. So as Ving Rhames character, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. 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 As Nicholas Cage, Chris Evans. Chris Evans? It's the all-American, yeah. like, we can relate yeah, to you. Yeah, it's Chris right? Evans. That's a good... Okay, that's John good. John Malkovich character, Ryan Gosling. Wow. Zach. 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 This cast, man. This cast is stacked. John Cusack's character is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, mama. Oh, mama. <laughs> Are you a fucking casting director? I oh. have, I, I'm telling you when I was writing it, I was like, why is this coming to me like that? That is like, okay. Who's Steve Buscemi's character? Do you have that? I don't have that because like there oh, isn't God, any, like, I know is I didn't. It, is it, was it Timothy? No, he has no place in this film. <sighs> is it Lori Metcalf? <laughs> it honestly, it should be a woman. How about Melissa Margot McCarthy. Robbie? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Air Marshal John. <laughs> Air Marshal John's one of my favorite characters in all of movie history, just FYI. <laughs> that airplane scene in Bridesmaids is one of the best scenes in one of cinema. The best cinematic scenes of all time. I mean, one of the top she, comedy scenes, like top, top five 100%, comedy scenes. That should be what I post next on TikTok because like, it's incredible. When she says like, how about we go in the air in the bathroom and not rest? Yeah. No, in the restroom and not rest. <laughs> how about we go in the bathroom and not bath? Not bath. <laughs> how about we go in the room and not room? So are you trying to show me your tit? I'm trying to show you my <laughs> nude, notory bra that has, um, I think it's a life alert built in. <laughs> this this is size. Ooh. Your dad gave you a your dad gave you a, a bra with a life alert. <laughs> I know I've gotten so fat. How fat are you? Because my dad didn't even comment on my weight this weekend. That's when I know someone in the inner sanctum has said, Joel, don't say anything. Just don't say anything. That's how I know. I didn't see any pictures of you. I don't know if any were taken. I think my dad might have paid in advance to have me cropped out of every photo. I, I saw <laughs> a picture of, you know, okay, wait a minute. I know Paige is listening. And hey, what Paige. I want, and I, what I want to talk about is her, she, her mother's day posts were all pictures of her at her wedding looking like stunning and the backs of every mom. <laughs> good good for her it was so are you funny kidding? no what he needs to go doing? away what are what is this why is he mouth humping you you i feel like i feel like leonardo dicaprio in the revenant every day of my life i'm so uneasy and i'm living with a giant monster are you afraid that if you're aggressive with him he'll just kill you yes <laughs> it's gonna maul me 
<laughs> you need to get like spray. Can't you get like spray or something? Like raid? <laughs> yeah, or like to like to spray at him. Or he like loves water. So there's nothing I can do. <laughs> like bleach. <laughs> he loves the taste of human blood. He's got a taste for human meat, and I can't keep him away. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, mean, I have I have to he's stand gotta up. Go. He's gotta go. Okay, you gotta stop. Get on your bed. I am. Stop. I gotta give him a different energy. Sit. Sit. He's like, fuck you. Good boy. Okay. Okay. Tempor- oh temporarily. Oh. Sit. <gasps> Why did it just get dark? <laughs> Goodbye, Zach. Why did it just get dark? I don't know. No. Oh. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he is a like. Remember when you were mad at me and you were you kept saying like the dog will never affect our podcasting. Only if I'm do- Only if I'm dead from being mauled by a dog. He's so big. What do you have to say, Elmer? Speak. What if he doesn't? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, it's too crazy. Okay. All right, and and we're back. We're back. Okay. Do you have any note? Any more notes? Yeah, I do. But okay, I don't have my phone. So. (sighs) Okay. Okay, hold on. Running from explosions. I wrote. Hold on, I'm gonna pull up my my noties. Oh my god! Hold on, here we go. Uh oh, the end credits of this movie. I love that. Oh, I what? Yeah, bring I wrote, that back. Bring it back. I wrote. I'm obsessed with these closing credits. I said I love when end credits have the people and their names. Love oh it. My God. And it was like a silly name. It was like a silly song almost. It was Sweet Home Alabama, which is like a perfect yeah. end credit song. Even though Leonard Skinner's obviously a very problematic band. Oh, I mean hundred percent. I also wrote the ending was eternal, but I don't know what that oh it like it took too long. The movie was like the movie just like kept ending and kept ending it and kept, kept ending. ending. And then it would like end some more. It's it was like enough. Land enough. literally land the plane. Land the plane, and then they did in and the like, middle. Of- what was the point? Like, what was the end goal? Where were they going to fly to? Were they trying to fly to like Mexico or something? I think they were trying to fly to Mexico. And then, like, what happens when you get to Mexico? Can you just like go to Mexico? And then you're like, hey, I'm a criminal. Where do I go? Is there like a line at like customs where you're like, I'm I'm illegally here? There's no. I think they were probably not going to land at an airport. So there's like land anywhere in Kendall Jenner's agave field. Yeah. And then Chris is like, Chris is like, get him back. Yeah. I mean, I just like, honestly do not. I'm so sorry. I'm under attack again. I just don't understand. Like hijacking a plane as a criminal doesn't really make any sense to me. So many things. Like, I don't understand. Like when people are like in movies, they're like, I, I want $10 million in a, in a plane. It's like, well, where are you going to go with all of that? Yeah, like they, What are you going to do? Like, they're going to follow you. 
they're never going to stop looking for you. Right. Exactly. Where are you going now? I'm just trying different angles, different places where I can escape the beast. Is there like I, a table? No. Why do you go sit on your toilet and close the door? Because you know I don't have any doors to my bathroom, Zach. Oh, yeah. Still that's happening? That's still happening. It's only because I am entirely unsure of how to procure a door from like They're Home so Depot. No, it's not even the expense of it. Like, I know it's going to cost money. I just like, do I just go to Home Depot and like say, I need a door? How do I get it home? Who, who installs it? I think you do. Well, I simply can't do any of that myself. Don't you have like a contractor? I do, but he's not going to come over here just to hang a door. So I'm going to have to do it when they start doing all of the construction in the house. Oh, okay. I see. So I kind of been waiting until that because I kind of don't want to just like get Home Depot doors. I kind of want to do something more fun. Of course you do. You want French door. Are you going to get a barn door? I'm going to get a barn door and like a, like a donkey for inside my bedroom. You're going to get a barn door and set yeah. and like a sign that says like, if it's brown, flush it down. If it's yellow, let it mellow. I'm kind of mad. I don't already have that in needle point for my bathroom. So I'm going to make it immediately. <laughs> I love little signs like that in the bathroom. So cute. So Be a sweetie. Wipe the CD. I don't know. Zach, he's eating everything. We aim to please. You aim to please. I've never heard of that. You haven't? No. If you sprinkle while you tinkle, please be neat and wipe the seat. I mean, that's kind of like be a sweetie, wipe the CD. Yeah. Do you think anybody on Conair is going to be a sweetie and wipe the CD? No. I mean, if you've ever been into a men's room, like anywhere, there's piss and pubes all over the place. Yeah. What are you guys doing in there? Does it need to be that messy? Brushing out our bush and we're just (laughs) pissing all over the place. That's the thing. Like I live with a man and I'm always like, why why so many pubes? Like what's, well, this, they're not what's all that situation? Pubes. Like it's because like we have so we have like leg hair. It's like it's like every hair on our body is coming out. But it's like why I have all... to like wipe my bathroom floor like every day. Yeah, no, Paul has like a crazy amount of hair that comes off, and I'm always just like, why is it all right behind the toilet? It's like no, mine too. It's all behind the toilet. Why like on the toilet seat, on the sides? But- yeah, it's like it's like all over the toilet always, and I'm just like, this is so gross. I know, I don't get it. I don't like. Is your do you just have like copious amounts of back hair falling off every time you guys shit? I don't even like have back hair. I don't believe that for a second, Robin Williams. <laughs> I really, <laughs> I have like a like very sparse hair. Oh, you just have like those like a couple patches on the flanks. Yeah. Yeah. I love that yeah, look. That's veal upon the veal parmesan. And I just try to, yeah, like before the beach, I just try to get back there and do you just get a razor and just see what just, happens? I just close my eyes and see what happens. Why don't you get an electric buzzer and just buzz up the sides? No, that's what I have. That's what I meant. It's just like hard to get that angle. You know, I have a question for men out there who shave their backs. Do you think we can't see the hair because it's shorter? Like what's the what's the deal? I'm not sure. Yeah. I guess when you're wet, when you're coming out of the water, it's like less aggressive. Oh yeah. It doesn't like, it's not really se- like full on Robin Williams to your body. Yeah. Yeah. And then it like kind of gets like matted with the water yeah. and like really drips. Right. Really That's drips. not, and you, you don't want to wring it out and just drink that water. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my God, that's so disgusting. But speaking of hair, uh huh. I did have a note that says Nicolas Cage's hair is the most unappealing thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the little stringle strangles. The stringle strangles. Like his hair still could have, don't they do haircuts in prison? Oh, I don't know why he was, well, I don't know why he needed to look like that. His body be ripped though. He looked, his body looked oh, no. good. He was a daddy. Yeah. I mean, like his body not his face whoa. or anything, but yeah. No, but like. Nick Are you Cage ever attracted to Nick Cage? No, he doesn't yeah. like he doesn't do it for me. No, John Cusack doesn't do it for me. His face is so tiny. His face is so tiny. But you know who I would let bend me over a rain barrel? Yeah, Steve Buscemi. No, not the Buscemi. Malky? No, not Malky. Rames. Not Rames. I would let the 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 fat agent that drives the fancy car. Oh, uh, Sloan, I literally knew that. John C. Riley's dad. Yes, I literally (laughs) knew that 100%. I'm so mad I didn't say that. He's hot. (laughs) You literally would let him gaslight you and girl boss and gatekeep me. I would let him just fuck me and never call me again. Yeah, and call you sweetheart. Hey, sweetheart. Sweetheart, give me some cheese fries. Why don't you bend over for me, sweetheart? Hey, sweetheart, you ain't any panties, sweetheart? (laughs) Down at Balducci's, we ain't got no panties. I'm being eaten again. Being eaten alive. All right, go to your notes. Um, Oh, we have to go to the... Go to the phones. Did I post for Conair? No, I think that was for face-off. Oh, okay. Well, then there's no questions because I forgot to ask questions. Okay. Um. All right. That's kind of like all I have. I feel like in the future, I need to go downstairs and lock myself in the basement so I don't have any interruptions. That's where we used to do it. And I think I'm going to go back to that. Yeah. Or maybe just like if I could have somebody watch the dog while I'm podcasting. Well, it's impossible. You don't have anyone else in the house. No, it's just me (laughs) living my life. I made two dinners tonight. I made beef stroganoff and I made Mm. Greek turkey burgers. Why? A lot of people ask the same question. Why two dinners? And to that, I say, I have to eat dinner every night. May as well get ahead of it. (laughs) Is it because Rex didn't want the beef stroganoff? Opposite. He didn't want the turkey burger. He wanted the beef. And then when I, so he loved the sauce of the stroganoff and he loved the mushrooms and he liked the beef. But when I put them all together at one time, he. I like drink that sauce. He was like, why did you do this? You know, I didn't want the beef in the sauce. And I was like, Rex, that's what you've been eating. He's like, not together. It's so good. And then he tried it and he was like, it's good. Why do you think like our generation of parents? So like, unless, so like when I was little, like when I was Rex's age, are you, are you with me? Hey. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Fine. I feel like it literally was like I remember like telling my mom I didn't want something and she'd be like, "Well, that's what's for dinner." Yeah, I don't know when we stopped but doing that. When did we cuz no one does that anymore. Like when I'm in my friend's house, like if her daughter doesn't want what they like she's making, like she'll just make her something else. 
Yeah. I don't know. As, as a race, we should stop as a race, as a species, <laughs> we should stop doing that because it's making my life more difficult. I don't know. I want to know what these kids this. will turn into. Like, I want to know what they're going to turn into like at restaurants. Rex eats fine at restaurants. It's like when we are at home, I think it's because he has these like little plates that have three different sections in them. And he's like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to get a smorgasbord then. What about like when you go to someone's house for dinner? He'll just eat whatever they're having. Like I'll, I'll figure okay. it out. I'm so okay. sorry. I'm just like, I'm literally That's being, it. I don't know what to do about this dog. If anybody listening has any dog dog tips for six month old dogs that won't leave you alone and won't stop nipping at you, even though they learned not to nip months ago and now have started doing it again, please let me know. Okay. Where can people find you if they have that information? (laughs) They can find me on Twitter at Al at Sloan Steel, on Instagram at I am Sloan Steel, at Oh My Erotic. I'm so so scared. I'm so sorry. I'm so scared. Um, And they can also find us at where? (laughs) Mommy Dearest Podcast. Uh, He looks like he's a butt fucking you. Oh my God. Oh on Mommy God. Dearest Podcast on Instagram, you can find, <laughs> you, can... No. you can find me at Zach Mellon on Instagram um, and Twitter and Zach D. Mellon on TikTok. I haven't seen Sloan in minutes. I don't know if she's okay. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm just... Okay. I'm okay. Okay. I don't know if you had died or what, but... Thank you guys so much for listening. Please make sure to check out our Patreon where this week's episode is Face Off starring John Travolta and Nick Cage. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Okay. Okay. We're off air now. Beat him. Do you ever just like... Thanks for listening to the Mummy Dearest podcast. See you next time. And remember, don't read from the Book of the Dead. Why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box?